Ten seconds. <clears throat> All right. You know what it is. You know who it is. We're back with another podcast. You got me, a.k.a. Skinny Boy, and Derek. Yo. So today we're going to be talking about part two of Your Life is Better When You Are Fitter 100% of the Time. Our other title for this is The Fitter Body Becomes the Fitter Mind. Ooh. Yeah. Very good title. <laughs> so last time we talked about the physical traits that we acquire when we become fitter. Better fitting clothes, better movement, better energy. Work becomes easier. Everyday tasks become more simple. In large part, this is due to the newfound levels of fitness. But also a large part of this comes from the mental aspects of becoming fitter. We saved this for a part two in the series because we believe this was just as important, if not more important, than physical traits gained from becoming fit. So I just wanted to give a quick background from last time. If you listened, you know I lost close to 60 pounds a few years ago. The physical traits were obvious uh, from losing 60 pounds. I was thinner, a.k.a. skinny boy. Skinny boy. My job at the time became easier. I moved better, all of that. But one thing that this whole transformation gave me was confidence. I'm a pretty confident person, I'd say. You could ask most people. I'd like to think I am. I have confidence in myself in most things I do, whether I've done it before or not. You can ask friends and family that. Whether that be in the gym, video games, sports, chugging highballs. Yeah. That'd be <laughs> so, boy. That'd be so painful. Um, whether it's deserved or not, or until proven otherwise, I have the confidence in most things. Losing the weight, becoming fitter, gave me a new sense of confidence I never really had before. Um, it made me feel like I could do a lot more than I could before. Because of this confidence, I focused better. Because of this, uh, this better focus, I was able to learn more and become a better person overall. I've also never really cared about what people thought about me for the most part. And uh, I've cared for a select amount of people in my life. Even when I started losing weight, I didn't really tell anyone. I didn't put anything online like I do now. I wanted to do it for myself. For the most part, that really translated in a new sense of confidence from a mental standpoint. And the only reason I really talk about it now is because I feel like it can have an extreme effect on some people and help them through the hard times that it is. So having this newfound confidence just set me in completely the extreme end of that scale. And honestly, now I take what people say about me into effect, but I don't allow it to bother me. And in terms of physical fitness and mental clarity, business-wise, and my ability to have the confidence to share all this with you guys, I think it's come from the weight loss. And this is why I can truly say becoming fit has made my life 100% better. So Derek, if you have anything else to say after this. Oh, by the way, this is a 35-minute AMTAP. I should have said that at the beginning. Um, but yeah, so Derek? So that was one of the things I was going to say, is that it's a 35-minute AMTAP as much talking as possible in this podcast. Just wanted to get into it, sorry. Yeah, no, I'm excited too. My goodness, I just, this is a very exciting topic for me, for us, but for me, it's something that has, since I've gotten involved in the industry, yeah, I mean, even preceding that, getting, just working out in a commercial gym and, and getting started in that, I was enamored, I was perplexed I was intrigued I mean all the different synonyms that you can think of of just like I wanted to learn as much as possible about all of this stuff and it's really cool because it's never ending to say something like 100% of the time when you are fitter your life is better 
to understand what we're actually getting at by saying something like that, to just have the slightest grasp, 100% of the time when you are fitter, your life is better. There's no questions asked about that. We talked about it in the first part one of this two-part series. And just in terms of the physicality of it, just in terms of what you're going to experience on the physical side of fitness making your life better, that should be enough right there to kind of get you going if, if this isn't something that you're, you're already doing. So if that wasn't enough, part two, we're coming back. We're talking about the fitter body becomes the fitter mind. So we're using physical fitness as a way to promote a better mindset, better confidence as Brandon was talking about and so much more so much more this rabbit hole goes down and down and down and i hope that we do at at least a decent job of trying to put forth some of the stuff that we kind of talk about on a day-to-day basis sometimes it's just a little back and forth between brandon and myself other times we open it up to the class when we're talking in the small group personal training sessions Sometimes we get the opportunity in a one-on-one setting to kind of pick the brains of the people that we're working with because we are all very aware of this concept that we're talking about. The fitter body becomes the fitter mind. So before we dive into this, I think that that's a good enough overview about what we're going to dive into But Brandon, is there anything more that you want to say as sort of like an introduction before we we really dive into this thing because it's going to get crazy. Uh, not to, not really. I mean, like I said in the beginning, it, it really, the mental aspect affects me more than I was obviously realizing when I went into this. To me, like when I was, I think I was 18 when I started getting into the whole fitness thing, like seriously, it was all about just like losing weight and looking a certain way. And then, especially in the last two years, it's been like complete opposite not that like I don't care how I look but it's just been like as long as I feel all right then and my mental game's all right like we were kind of talking earlier yeah it's uh that's like my goal now that's a huge part of my goal where it almost wasn't part of my goal before yeah yeah a quick snippet about what Brandon just referenced what we were just talking about moments before we began this podcast this AMTAP podcast we we were talking about how on an aside brandon's been crushing it if you guys haven't noticed and he's just really stepped up his game professionally and a big part of this is actually because of fitness and all the many ways that he explores challenging his body this sharpens his mind and we were talking about and this is something that we'll discuss in a different podcast down the road how stress influence and all the different types of stress influence how you manage your day to day whether that's a nine to five work job whether it's your training for an event whether it's just your recreational workout or basketball game what I'm saying here is that if you are being stretched a little bit more thin outside of whatever physical activity that you're doing you know, let's say that your work week is a little bit longer or there are more meetings or there's more stressful time, we can't really expect the same effort to be put forth in your workouts throughout the week. It's just not fair because 
we have to expect that energy is coming from somewhere and it's being sucked up a bit by that stress of that very intense work week. So we'll, we'll talk about that stuff a little bit more in the future. We want to stay on topic here as we're talking about the fitter body becoming the fitter mind. So we're not scientists and I'm not even going to try to pretend like we are, but I want to throw this out to you because this is something that's a little bit more intuitive or a little bit more of a given. Physiologically, as we're working out, it demands a greater intake of oxygen, which improves circulation of blood flow all over our body, but also the brain. So that's going to give us an opportunity to grow our mental faculties, to grow our mental capacities, to be able to, I mean, I think that if you are experienced in working out, you're familiar with what we're talking about here. We're talking about that runner's high. We're talking about that endorphin kick after you've worked out and you've got thoughts that are flooding your brain and you can't stop talking. I didn't actually work out today. This is just excitement about the conversation. But the point is, is that you have this very excitable quality once you've finished working out. And we notice that increase in energy throughout the day as well, which is a byproduct of that increased oxygen intake from working out. So now we've set the stage for something that we thought was just going to be some sort of physical adaptation, but we've taken that energy into our work day or we've taken that energy and brought it home. And now we're doing some extra tasks at home or we're, in, we're interacting or engaging with our family or whoever it is that we live around or if there's work to be done at home. We took that extra energy that increased oxygen and blood flow to the brain and now we're way, we're functioning at a way higher capacity all because of working out. So kind of looking at working out and developing that as a habit from like step one, we start working out and then maybe it starts as something that's like one, two, maybe, maybe three days a week. We start to develop as a habit. Just right there, this starts to kind of translate into different behaviors. So we're budgeting time for working out. That's maybe an hour, three times a week or something like that. We have to find that time from somewhere. We didn't used to have it. So we're pulling it away from somewhere else. We're budgeting time. So it's not just a matter of, okay, physically, I'm getting myself ready to work out. But mentally, I now have to solve a problem. How do I find three hours in a work week or in whatever my week to week is, how do I find three hours to work out? And then budgeting maybe travel time as well. So that three hours actually becomes four hours four and a half hours, depending on what, how far we're traveling each time to and from the gym. So that's interesting. That's an interesting byproduct of working out, your budgeting time. Then there's a money component too. So now this ends up being something that's financial. We're thinking about gym memberships. We're thinking about what we're getting for our gym membership. So now that turns into how we're valuing our dollar. So we're just from working out and picking up as a habit, we're, we're looking at three hours that we didn't have normally. Now we're looking at the money that we're spending. Maybe it turned out as $10 a month at a, a commercial facility. And then maybe it turned into maybe a personal training session here and there, or maybe some online programming, or maybe it turned into some group classes. And so now we're like, oh man, something that used to cost me $10 per month. Now I'm looking at 100, $150, $500 per month. And we don't bat an eyelash at it because we start to see a different value associated with that dollar amount. 
And this again is all because of physically we started working out. So now we see some sort of time management skill developed or honed. And then we're looking at money differently, whether it's we're trying to make more money or we're budgeting our money differently. So that's just a very preliminary outlook at what we're talking about in terms of a fitter body becoming a fitter mind. We've all experienced this before on some measure. So I think that you guys have some sort of feel of what I'm talking about, assuming that you have been doing something fitness related. Maybe that's even a workout video or something that's like you're following a YouTube channel, budgeting time, budgeting money. I'm going to, I'm going to, kick this off to I'm gonna kick this back to Brandon because I've been talking for a little bit and if I don't stop now I might not ever so Brandon you, you got anything here so with the whole kind of turning back to me on the uh, I, I'm gonna talk about this a lot from like my view on things of like how I, when I went through this whole thing how it really did actually make my life I guess 100% better um, at least. Well, yeah, at least. <laughs> Maybe even 110% better. And now that highballs in my life, 150% better. Um, but with budgeting all these things into your like into your life after not being like not having to do it, a lot of us when we get when we start something new, we tend to go all in on it. Uh, so maybe like Derek was talking about, the right thing might be to do two, three days a week to start out. Most of us are going to go five, six, maybe even seven days a week to start out. And kind of what we were talking about earlier, um, like he mentioned, we, we get to a point where we forget that as much as the gym does help us, we, we miss out on that mental aspect. And we think just being in the gym every day, just working out is what's going to kind of get us over the hump. And we chase that that high after we work out and then we're like all right and then later on as we were saying earlier like compounding maybe the first day you're feeling great the second day you're like all right I'm feeling yesterday and the third day you're just like uh all right like maybe I should go back and figure this whole thing out again but like taking taking the time to think through what we're actually doing instead of just doing whatever is being given to you and that's why I, I don't know if you guys saw my video I made last week or actually Monday on Twitch talking about programming and why it's so important. We, we tend to just jump into things and not we just follow what we're told, not really thinking maybe like and Derek's actually opened this a lot to me recently with his decisions on when and when not to work out. Uh, so it's given it's given me kind of like a new view on maybe some days you're just not supposed to do some things and just taking a step back and really focusing on just moving or maybe even just not doing anything that day so it's really the the mental aspect of it has such a huge effect on you in the long run that you can only you can only withstand so much physical abuse before your mind is just done with it if that if that makes sense balance yeah we're talking about balance you know physical physical abuse in the regard of you're literally creating some level of trauma on your body each time that you work out it's not a bad trauma it's a good stressor and i think like most of the time people unfortunately equate in the gym with getting better and like 
the the part like it, when you're in the gym doing all this stuff you're breaking obviously breaking yourself down so outside the gym is where it's most important to recover in a sense refuel and, then, and recover refuel, yeah. refuel and recover yeah and when that mental aspect isn't there and we're we're getting to the point that we're almost dreading going into the gym it's not gonna no matter what you do in the gym you're not gonna get better yeah and then and then we're really talking about the concept of overtraining and usually and this concept of overtraining can really be something that we we can place that concept on anything so it could be I'm burnt out from work that's overtraining it could be I'm burnt out from working out the last 15 days in a row it's overtraining I'm burnt out from reading the same book that's overtraining you know so it's like we see this concept of overtraining in every different aspect of our lives so without developing some sense of balance we're likely at some point going to overtrain whatever stimulus whatever stimuli whatever it is whatever capacity that we're trying to grow if we don't find some sort of sustainable balance at some point life's going to give us a little little jab maybe a Maybe a right hook, maybe an uppercut. Maybe uh, it's just going to <laughs> drop you on your face. You know, so, and this is also one of the things that I really love about fitness because it's so freaking obvious. You can only work out at such a high intensity for so long. We can see this in an acute setting where it's like, all right, what's the furthest that you can sprint? If you tell me that you can sprint a mile, you're wrong. You cannot sprint a mile. You don't have the, the biology, the energy systems in order to sprint that far of a distance. So for most of us that are fitter, maybe we're looking at like a 300 or 400 meter sprint. You know, once we start to go past that in terms of our energy systems, we're really starting to switch energy systems and it's no longer the same sprint or the same intensity that I'm talking about here. But it's a very, very easy way to put forth the example of you can only go as hard as possible for so long. So that's a demonstration or an example of an acute way of expressing intensity. Now, if we're day after day doing something like that where we're running that intense speed, we'll, we'll see this compounding effect, which is what I was talking, what Brandon and I were just talking about, compounding day after day of reduced performance. We can track our times. Let's say it's a 100 meter sprint. Maybe we're doing 15 seconds. We'll just say something like that. We're running a 100 meter sprint, 15 seconds. We'll do 10 of them on the first day. We do another 10 on the second day. Maybe we're right around the same time, 15, 16 seconds. We do it on a third day, probably seeing the 16, 17 seconds. We do it on a fourth day, a fifth day, a sixth day. We're going out. I'm telling you, you will not be able to repeat that performance day after day because it's a compounding effect. The same thing exists in life. We can only go so hard at our work day, day after day. So fitness, as we're physically challenging ourselves to condition something, we also see this mentally where we can continue to do the same insane thing day after day and not see any physical results or at some point mentally we can chime in and be like yo all right <laughs> you've been doing the same thing for a while now 
I'm not noticing any difference. So mentally, because we reserve those intellectual capacities as human beings, we're not just animals. We have these intellectual faculties that we can employ. So then maybe we develop a different strategy. Maybe I'm not gonna run 100 meters 10 times each and every day expecting to ultimately become faster. Maybe I'll mix in different distances. Maybe I'll vary the intensity a little bit. Now I'm starting to develop something called strategy. I'm strategizing, I'm programming, I'm forecasting because of fitness. That's nuts. So now, like we keep on saying, the fitter body becomes the fitter mind because I am driven to become more physically fit. I have certain goals physically. Maybe I want to lose weight. Maybe I want to bench a certain amount. Maybe I want to be able to run a certain distance at a certain speed. I don't know, whatever it might be, whatever your goals are, maybe it's a triathlon, whatever. At some point when you start to see that plateau coming, you probably want to intervene or outsource that to someone who's a professional who can see it a little bit more clearly for you. And this is just being resourceful, but we use fitness as a way to explore that, to be able to see those different dimensions and be like, well, if I am mentally more resourceful or more strategic, maybe I can improve my physical capacities, but at the same time, those principles we then apply to our lives, whether we're aware of it or not. When I start, first started doing CrossFit, I came in from a, a strength background. So I was strong, which was great, but I wasn't very well conditioned and I had zero strategy because I was used to just picking something up heavy one time. And then it was like, well, you gotta continue to do this for a 10 minute AMRAP or a 15 minute AMRAP or a 30 minute AMRAP. And I'm like, well, I can't do that unless I start to challenge myself mentally. So then I started to explore these aspects of efficiency and sustainability. And then I started to see things in my life where I was like, oh wow, I didn't budget my time well. Well, if I do this a little bit quicker or if I take that out or if I pace myself a little bit better through this, then I'll ultimately perform better in my day to day or experience less stress. So I'm again gonna pass this off to Brandon because if I don't, I won't stop talking. Brandon, what you got? So I was just kind of thinking about this as Derek was talking, but if, if we think about, obviously the body is a machine of sorts. So we have our heart as the engine. Uh, the men, the, our brain is kind of the thing that we're fueling to run. Our body's natural energy, I don't know what you want to call it, but like our main purpose is to keep our heart beating and keep us alive. So if we're not efficiently doing that, so I, I think this is a lot of people, why a lot of people struggle with attention and the whole learning thing and being able to sit down and focus on a single task. But if we're not, our body's not efficiently performing like it should be and it's wasting energy and getting stuff to main organs of your body or t wasting energy taking it away from your brain and just not being able to focus obviously we're not going to be able to put forth energy towards there so having obviously a more efficient system because we're fitter because we're taking the time in the gym focusing on little things here and there we're going to efficiently run better and we're going to be like Derek's talking about resourceful with our mental game 
uh, basically is what I'm trying to explain. So if we if we look at a job where we have to stare at a computer screen for eight hours and we're not moving much, obviously after a little bit, we're we're going to struggle with that. We're going to have problems with that. Maybe our body isn't functioning like it should be. There's pains going here and there. Your body's all out of whack and it's wasting energy trying to keep up with that side of things instead of having you focus on what it is that you should be focusing on because it can't put the energy forth. That makes sense. Hopefully it does. Um, am I explaining that well? I'm only laughing because it's, it's definitely challenging, I think, to put into words what this sensation is, what this experience is like. So I think that those of you that are listening that have experience with fitness, I think that you'll get it. And for those of us that may not be as involved with fitness or used to do it and not so much anymore, or maybe we've been misled in terms of what fitness is and maybe we haven't really challenged ourselves before, maybe it's falling a little bit short of the mark in terms of what it is that we're discussing here. But that's one of the things is like, I, again, I'll say it. It's hard when you, it's hard to know what something feels like if you've never done it and not had it. Like it's, it's hard when for me to talk about focus, if it's something that you've never been like completely focused on something and then not have the ability to focus on something and know what it's like when fitness makes such a huge difference on the area of focusing on something. Sorry to cut in. I'm done. That was, that was my spiel. Oh, all right. Good, good job. Good job. It was good. So, I'm just actually, we've got like a bunch of whiteboards around us. Sometimes we go off on these tangents, and you know, I want to let Brandon talk. I don't want to constantly interrupt him. So we just kind of write some things down while the other one is talking to not forget these points. So, Brandon was saying something about focus, and it's like. I don't, I don't know that that's a common goal for people when they're working out to be like, yo, I'm working out because I want to develop greater skill and focus. But it happens. But it happens. So as we're working out, we're required to pay attention a little bit more to our form. We pay attention to more detail. We pay attention to what's going on around us a little bit more. We pay attention to the setup. Maybe it's the bar, maybe it's the differences in the size of the weights, so on and so forth. We start to pay attention to all these little things and it enhances our focus. There's so many things that are coming at us on a day-to-day basis, especially in today's day and age. Everything's so loud, there's so much noise. So to slow things down and be in a controlled setting of fitness, to take an hour for yourself, you're going to start to develop maybe a little bit of this dormant skill set that you didn't know existed about becoming more focused. So I think that's awesome. That's, that's part of the reason I don't listen to music sometimes I work out. As crazy as it is, but that's yeah. a good way to put it into words. Ah, cool. Another thing that Brendan brought up earlier was confidence. So it's like, yeah, I think, I think we all, when we think about physically becoming fitter, we, we assume that confidence is going to come alongside it. Sometimes we're our own worst enemy, and although we may have lost some weight on the scale or our clothes are fitting a little bit better, <laughs> maybe we haven't quite developed that sense of confidence that we might be looking for. And 
that doesn't mean that we're not capable of doing it. It just actually might mean that we're not challenging ourselves in fitness quite the way that maybe we could and maybe we should. So keep that in mind if you're you're thinking about that concept of developing confidence through fitness and you haven't really gotten there just yet. Think about what your fitness regimen is and think about the way that you are going about your workouts, the way that you're challenging yourself. Are you challenging yourself? Are there certain things that you stay away from because you're scared or because you don't know how to do them, you've never learned or you're not sure if your form is proper? Well, that would definitely be reason enough to to not really gain that level of confidence that we're talking about right now. And that kind of lends itself to some level of vulnerability. We have to make ourselves vulnerable in order to develop greater confidence. So vulnerability is a, a pretty emotionally charged word. I think, you know, as soon as you hear that word, you kind of, whoa, what do you mean? I don't want to make myself vulnerable. But the only way to grow is by making yourself vulnerable. So to admit I can't do this because I don't know how in fitness, which is pretty safe. It's like, all right, I'm not great at squatting, but I know this guy, he's in the gym, or maybe it's a trainer, or maybe it's some sort of instructor that I came across at some point. I know he knows the mechanics of the squat. I've always been nervous about getting full depth in the squat, but I think I could learn if they taught me. So making yourself vulnerable because you don't know how to squat well, admitting, hey, maybe I can use some work on the squat, instead of being like, nah, I'm just gonna continue to squat high, or I'm not gonna squat because it's bad for my knees. Sorry, that's not true. We can get you to squat better under the right conditions. We just have to scale it and progress it accordingly. By, by allowing ourselves to feel vulnerable, admit we can't do something well, now we open up the door for some growth somewhere and with developing the resourcefulness that we may have learned through the fitness that we subjected ourselves to already, man, maybe this is a recipe for something that's pretty awesome, pretty great. So thinking about vulnerability and using that as a skill or a tool to hone and be a little bit more comfortable with that discomfort. Hey, I don't know how to do this. Fitness is a pretty safe way to express that. It's a little bit more challenging when you're having that conversation with your significant other or with a coworker and you're like, hey, maybe a little bit more in the workplace where you're like, hey, I'm not really too sure how to do this. Because now you're saying to that person, hey, you know how to do something that I don't, which maybe means that you should get paid more than I do, which may mean that if the boss finds out that I'm gonna get fired. <laughs> you know, because that's where we go when we think about being vulnerable. But the, the fact of the matter is, is by allowing ourselves to be made vulnerable, we actually just allow ourselves to become better informed, better educated, more resourceful. Yeah, and that happened because in the gym, you weren't sure how to squat, and you asked the guy who has perfect form that's squatting three times a week, hey man, can you just take a look at my form real quick, see if I'm doing anything wrong and you can put me into a better position, or you go to seek out a professional instructor's advice and you're like, hey listen, this is a little bit scary for me, but I just, I'm looking for some help here. I can't, I wanna squat better, but I'm not quite sure how to do that. So I'm coming with you hat in hand, I'm coming to you hat in hand, and I'd like, I'd like your help. So through that, 
we can develop a greater sense of confidence as we become more resourceful and we become more aware of our body. Then another thing that's pretty cool that comes out of fitness is humility. It doesn't happen all the time, but you see someone who's really good at their craft and they're just like, nah, just a regular guy. I'm just doing the best that I can. I'm working hard every day. And you know, I'm just trying to get a little bit better in whatever way that I can. Does that sound familiar at all? I mean, you, like it happens often enough where you come across someone where you're like, oh my God, they are so unbelievably talented. And it's like, well, they get it. They get it. it's not just about them. And they've continuously made themselves vulnerable to grow. And they're just like, it's just this never ending journey to try to get better and better and better wherever and however possible. So thinking about concepts like confidence, humility, vulnerability, and this stuff coming out of fitness because you're doing it in this controlled setting. I mean, again, the concept that we're talking about in this AMTAP is 100% of the time when you are fitter, your life is better. So I'm like, yeah, man, sign me up because not only do I want to get fitter physically, but I want to get fitter mentally. The fitter body becomes the fitter mind. And it's funny, like, hearing Derek explain that. I remember when I, so, like, obviously when you first start out, most of us start out in the bodybuilding end Two of minutes. things. The bodybuilding end of things or even the powerlifting end of things. And it's kind of like, it's a one-man show, so you're kind of, like, fend for yourself almost. And it's almost, like, looked bad against you if you ask for help or ask for, especially in a, a like a global gym setting, like a best fitness or event that are around here where like you walk in, everybody's got their headphones in, everybody's got their, that mean mug on their face and you don't, don't talk to me, I'm lifting. <laughs> and like going into a CrossFit gym and meeting where I met Derek and a couple other good coaches there, like the whole thing of like having a coach that I never had before, it like kind of changed my whole view on asking for help and made it like one of the things I miss most about CrossFit is I mean, I have Derek as, like, a semi-coach and a business partner, but, like, having someone watch me almost every workout and tell me what was bad, what was good, and even, like, talking me through things sometimes when I thought things were bad, and just, it kind of changed, like, I, I don't know if I'd, I don't know if I'd be where I am mentally today. Under 60 and, like, seconds. the whole aspect of learning from Derek and just taking under his, like, going under his wing and just learning everything from him to this point, if it wasn't for walking into, like, the CrossFit gym and being in that setting for a while where I was learning something completely new, trusting these people I'd never met and just basically be like, all right, here, tell me what to do and I'll try to do it and try to be decent at it. Yeah. Yeah. We're under 30 seconds here, guys. Honestly, this could go on and on and on. If there's anything that we hit on here that you want us to expand on, feel free to hit us up. Let us know what that is because this is such a, a seemingly boundless topic that we can, we can go on for days. 35 minutes just simply isn't enough. Yeah. Uh, so for those of you tuning in, I appreciate it. Me and Derek appreciate it. Time. The timer. Skinny boy appreciates it. Uh, follow, follow us on Instagram, uh, Thrive Fitness Wellness. Uh, hit, like, the, like our Facebook page. Subscribe on YouTube. Subscribe on Twitch or follow me on Twitch. Uh, my personal Instagram is at Brandon underscore Thrive Fitness Wellness. And uh, this will probably be up sometime tonight. This is Wednesday. So if not, see you guys on Thursday. And uh, thanks for tuning in. Peace. Yeah, thanks, guys. Thanks for joining us. Have a great day.